0: And we are once again back with the all-gas, no-break sports show. I am once again one of your co-hosts, Nick Pavono Again, joined alongside Andrew Johnson. And Andrew, uh, the MLB playoffs are here. And man, we have had a whirlwind of events so far throughout this wildcard series. And now, you know, currently going on, the divisional round is starting. But man, what a start to the MLB postseason that we have had.
1: Yeah, absolutely electric so far. Um it seems like a lot of our picks just completely shit the bed. Yeah, and it looks like we reverse. Looks like we jinxed every single one. Of them. Let's see if we could reverse jinx. The only them person
0: that did good was Grayson because he was the only one that picked the Padres.
1: He did pick the Padres. I think he did that to go against the Greenville. I did
0: say that they yeah. were the
1: boogeyman for the Mets, but I didn't think they would. I thought they would finally shake it this year, but apparently
0: still scared of the Padres. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll get into the Mets. I have something to say about them because I mean, debacle to say the least, but. Let's get into the first, you know, AL wildcard series between the Guardians and the Rays. And let's face it, we knew going into the series that this was going to be a really good pitching matchup between both of these teams. They have great pitching all together. And we saw in this series, we saw game one end in a 2-1 win for the Guardians, thanks to strong pitcher from Shane Bieber and a great, you know, performance from Jose Ramirez with a go-ahead 2 run homer against Shane McClanahan. And then in game two, we saw the Guardians... And a wild game beat the Rays one to nothing in the 15th inning, thanks to an Oscar Gonzalez walk-off home run. Guardians win this series two games to nothing. They now move on to face the New York Yankees. They're currently playing right now. The Yankees lead this game two to one in the bottom of the sixth inning. But we, I said it going into our prediction. I said that if there was a team that the Yankees had to be look on be on the lookout for, it was this Guardians team due to their pitching. And you saw it in this series; they were very dominant. The Rays had no chance. Against their dominant arms of Shane Bieber and Tristan McKenzie,
1: yeah, uh, Tampa Bay complete collapse, and don't really say that lightly. Tampa Bay, which looked like they always want to contend for World Series, they want to get back there, they want to see if they could finally do it on the shoestring budget, complete collapse in the last two months. I uh, was utterly shocked to see the Tampa Bay fall this far. Looking at them, maybe winning at the beginning of year ninety plus games, and to not even get a have a sliver of hope making winning a wild card game kind of embarrassing. Uh But got to give credit to the uh to the Guardians. I kind of wrote them off. They said, OK, they play in a weak division. They just really have J-Ram plus uh, plus. I'm sorry, J-Rod plus. Uh, no, you right, j Ram. No, it j Ram. J-Rod. You're right, you're right. j Ram plus. We'll get J-Rod into
0: J-Rod a little bit a little bit later.
1: Yeah, J-Rod. Uh, Very sad for him today, but we're getting that a little bit. Yeah. j Ram himself. Absolutely. You know, MVP caliber player. Not going to win it. Probably going to be Aaron Judge this year. Should be Otani. That's a whole other discussion. Absolutely not. But Tampa Bay collapsing. Pitching doesn't look good. The bats don't look good. Randy Orozarena, who looked like a postseason hero in the past, couldn't even do it. This looks. He looked lost out there. He he looked he completely I mean, different player from last year.
0: Yeah. I mean, they ended the season on a really poor note. They, you know, most of their games at the end of the season were against teams were winning records and if you want to be a good postseason team and prove that you're going to be a World Series contender, you've got to beat these teams. They did not do that at the end of the season and it you know, it made them fall to the 6th seed in the AL and because of that they had to take on this, you know, this Guardians team that had a great September and they fell because of their pitching and we know we've known for the past couple of years the Rays are not the greatest offensive team in baseball and they rely on that pitching very heavily to win them games. The pitching did all they could in this series. Their bats just were not there to help them. They scored one run in these two games.
1: Yeah, uh bats completely non existent, pitching non existent. I would say Tampa Bay should blow it up. There's really nothing to blow up there. Um definitely still have to build towards the future. Maybe the last year or two was the uh maybe that was the peak. And if that's so, I mean Tampa Bay's got a really good farm system. They've got good prospects coming up. You're gonna have Juan DeFranco, obviously, as he can t- as he he continues to develop. But yeah, overall, very sad day to be a Tampa Bay Ray fan. uh, All seven of them. And uh, we can continue on in the AL and talking about another complete collapse this month.
0: (laughs) What a shot. Jesus.
1: I mean, I'm a Marlins fan. There's six of us. Uh, (laughs) Fair enough. Looking at another complete collapse this
0: this postseason. Toronto.
1: That was awkward to me.
0: Yeah, you said it. What an absolute collapse. Now, Here's what I'll say. We knew going into the series, it would be evenly matched because these are two really good teams. Out of all the matchups we had in the wild card, this was going to be the most evenly competitive matchup I thought. Game one, tip your cap to the Seattle. Luis Castillo, you saw why they paid a lot to get him at the trade deadline, giving up all their top prospects to get a a type of caliber pitcher like him. He pitches a phenomenal game. Seven and a third of shutout baseball. They get a three-run first inning. They win four-nothing. Then, game two happens. Tampa, uh, I was at Tampa, Bay, Toronto is off to a monster start. They've got a seven-run lead at one point going into the fifth inning. And then the collapse starts. Seattle comes back to win this game 10-9. I mean, horrible job by the Blue Jays when it comes to their bullpen management. They did not do a good job, you know, after a, they got a strong start from Kevin Gossman. They just didn't do what they needed to do when it came to the bullpen. They tried to, you know, rely on Jordan Romano to give them, a basically a, a two or three inning save. He did not do that. Hold on one second, Johnson. That is gone. Anthony Rizzo two run homer. Um. Anyway, <laughs> Seattle pulls off a, a stunning sweep of the Blue Jays. They win this game ten to nine. They now go on to face. The Houston Astros, and we'll get into that series in a little bit. But, man, what a time to be for the Seattle Mariners. They will get to host a playoff game. If you think about it, Johnson, they will finally get to host a playoff game this upcoming season as they stun Toronto and the Blue Jays. We thought it was going to be a movie according to Vladimir Guerrero. Well, the credits are rolling. It's over. Toronto will have to look on to next season. Uh, oh, it definitely was a movie, but it was a horror movie.
1: Absol- Alec Manoa... Didn't even look like the pitcher. He was a Cy Young caliber pitcher. Not say he was going to win the Cy Young, but he was certainly one of the top 10 pitchers, top five pitchers in the National League this year. Yeah. Sorry, in the American League this year. Completely disappears. Completely disappeared that game. And when you finally have a strong start from, you you assume it's your second best pitcher in Kevin Gossman.
0: Oh, yeah. No, he's certainly the second best pitcher.
1: This is a top 10, if not top 5, collapse of all time in the postseason.
0: Yeah, it's it's definitely up there.
1: I, I can't believe... You have a team that hasn't even sniffed the playoffs. The last time Seattle was in the playoffs, they can now buy alcohol. It's been <laughs> that long. And you have a fan base that's this tortured, that's this desperate to even just make the playoffs. And Toronto had high expectations. Their hitting core was superb. They had... Even guys yep. they didn't expect to get production out. They had Alejandro Kirk turn yep. into a top three catcher this past season. They have Bo Bichette, the Legacy, Vladimir Guerrero, who's George Springer through.
0: has been a George great addition. Tiasco yeah. Hernandez, how about him in this game? He had two home runs in game two. Yeah, definitely have- was a big reason why they were you know they were winning for most of that game.
1: The bats showed up game two. Game one they weren't there, but game
0: two they came to play and they
1: and they said hey if we could. Win this game too. We're gonna to force a game three, and we're gonna win. We can come back, which I think would have been the uh, the logical conclusion here.
0: Uh, but not to unfo- say the least.
1: Unfortunately, really sad days in Toronto. Another team that was really close to catching the Yankees in that divisional lead. Uh, they were really con- they were really contending to win that division at one point, but had another epic collapse like the Tampa Bay Rays. American League East sends three teams to the playoffs, one remain, after a week. You yep. really get to see it.
0: No, yeah, not a good showing from the East so far, hopefully. And for my sake, the Yankees make that narrative, you know, they change it up a little bit. But let's now move on to the National League, where we had, in my view, kind of a stunning sweep, to say the least, where the Philadelphia Phillies sweeping the St. Louis Cardinals with a game one win, they you know game one they were down two nothing going into the ninth inning. They score six unanswered runs and win the game six to three. Now, yeah,
1: I am glad you're bringing this up because if I am a pitcher in that organization or if I am a pitching coach in that organization, this is going to be the game I point at for all future prospects and current pitchers that they blew. Albert Pujols probably his best season in the last ten years. Yeah, his last chance to win World Series in the team well, that he made his name in the city he made his name, and yeah. they completely blew it for him.
0: Well, in the- let's let, the reason they blow this game, Johnson. I think we both know this well. It's how they mismanaged their bullpen.
1: Absolutely,
0: they have a rookie match, You know, they have a rookie match when it comes to the postseason. Going into this game, you know, they got a strong start from Jose Quintana. Gets them, you know, five and a third of shutout baseball. Jordan Hicks gets the final two outs of the sixth inning. They then turn the ball over to Genevieve Gallegos. He gets them out of the seventh inning. He starts the eighth inning, gets it out, but he does work himself into trouble with the walk. And after that one walk, they take him out of the game and they bring in their closer, Ryan Helsley. So they're essentially telling Ryan Helsley, we need five outs from you in this game. And a certain friend of ours will admit, you know, closers close. You are usually getting yourself three outs. They're asking him to get a five-out save. and. To his credit, he gets the final two outs of the eighth inning. He got the first out of the ninth inning. Then it all started unraveling for the Cardinals.
1: That's all it should have been, man. That's all he should have been out there for. Yep. I, you, you can't use your closers in the seventh and eighth innings. You need to save them when you're up by a run or two and you need to get the outs. You go to a guy that you really trust. You don't stretch him out. There's a, the reason, same? there's a reason why they're not they're good now, not saying that being a close is a bad thing, but there's a reason why they're not a starting pitcher.
0: Yeah. You saw what happened with Jordan Romano and the Blue Jays. They brought him in, in the seventh thing. They told him to get a nine out save. And look what happened there. It didn't work. They also they blew their lead, too.
1: These are just managers that are misusing their players. And I really feel bad for Apple Pool because I've seen game two, Cardinals uh, lose and Phillies move on. Uh, I mean, the bats look fantastic. I mean, Kyle Schwarber looked good. Alec Baum looked good.
0: These Bryce guys,
1: Harper. Bryce Harper, of course, is going to look good. But you have Bryce Harper and friends now. The, the teammates around them are picking up that and, slack.
0: Yeah. And let's give credit to their pitching. I mean, we saw a great game in game one from Zach Wheeler. Kept it close and gave the you know the Phillies a chance to come back and rally in the ninth inning. And then you saw in game number two, Aaron Nola. He pitched a hell of a game. He shut out the Cardinals. The And – As much as we, you know, give the Phillies crap for their bullpen, their bullpen did a great job. They held the Cardinals in check. They had no, you know, they only were able to get one run off the the Phillies bullpen in this series. And the Phillies, they stunned everyone despite a really bad September in which they almost collapsed and missed the postseason. They're in the NLDS and they're facing the Atlanta Braves. And, you know, they have a chance to potentially maybe stun the world and knock off a division rival and try to move on to the NLCS.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely, and it's going to be really interesting to see what goes on. But let's, oh boy, we have to talk about this one. Uh, let's, <laughs> let's let's run at the NL. Let's run out the NL playoffs. Padres oh two one over the Mets. Wow, uh, Mets completely lifeless in games one and three. Uh, I think the New York Post said it best: "A hundred one not Dalmatians, but damnations," to describe the Mets season. This is probably their biggest collapse in. Oof, Probably since 2007.
0: It is. I won't even say it's collapse Wise, I think it's more of the season was filled with so much expectations after how good of an off season they had.
1: So I want to do one. I want. I don't want to play revisionist history right now because going into this season, the general consensus was the Mets would win about 85 or 86 games. Oh, I don't know. I think that was the general consensus. No. I didn't I, I don't think anyone. You had don't sign. Games. No.
0: You don't sign Max Scherzer and expect to win eighty five to eighty six games. But this is going based off
1: how the last season had went. I mean, you yes,
0: know. but when you're getting guys like Starling Marte and Max Scherzer, you're essentially saying to your fans, "We're going for a World Series this season."
1: Yes, I agree. You go for it, but I think the, in the general consensus was I think the Mets were not going to win a hundred games. I think no one. I would. Had- have,
0: I think if you were going to put it on paper, I'm thinking like a ninety to ninety five win year, not eighty five to eighty six.
1: Okay, I mean, so slightly different expectations, about five to ten games in the, in opinions right here. So we would say the expectations were high, but not so, so high.
0: Yeah, we're, and, and you a credit to Buck Walter? I mean, a great year, 101 wins is certainly nothing to be ashamed of. But let's face facts, when you have a ten-and-a-half game lead in the NL East against you know, the defending World Series champions, you have to make sure you don't blow that lead because you know how good of a team that Braves team is. And the Mets just they fault their flat, especially last weekend, they had a chance to win the division and avoid the Braves, you know, winning the division right there. And then they get swept in Atlanta, lose the division, they lose, you know, the opportunity to not have, have to play in this wild card series. And because of that, they go, they you know, they have to face a really tough Padres team. And you saw it in this series, they just looked flat out flat when it came to their offense. Game one. They get a really bad start from Max Scherzer again. Scherzer, his last two starts of the season, did not look like he was there. He just seemed zoned out and was giving up home runs left and right. They could not hit you, Darvish. So, horrible game one for the Mets. Now, to their credit, game two went a lot better. Jacob DeGrom pitched pretty pretty decently. They gave up a home run to Trent Grisham. But he still pitched a really good game. They got two. Blake Snell, and they were able to rally get a four run seventh inning, and they hanged on to win seven to three. Now, the issue is game number three. Now, you could say, obviously, there was the concern with Musgrove and how there maybe was a sticky substance, you know, he was using behind his ear because his ear was kind of shining in a sense. So, sure, there is that argument. But. You could make the argument the Mets were desperate to get anything going their way because let's just face facts. Joe Musgrove was unbelievable in this game, and they did not get the start they needed from Chris Bassett. At the end of the day, he you know the Mets went out to go get him as well. Did not look good in this start, and they had to go to the bullpen early and all you know early in the game. They had to turn to Edwin Diaz in the seventh inning in a four run deficit. That's how desperate the Mets came I, I will, in the situation. I will
1: say Edwin Diaz. Coming out to the Trumpets in the seventh inning when they're down by four runs. Four runs is that was sad. That was yeah. a very very sad sight. I mean, and you have probably one of the best closers in baseball. One of the best entrances of a closer probably of all time. Not gonna say it'd be number one, but probably top five. And this is the way he comes on That's how the Calgary fans world
0: were world. more into the song than the Mets fans were.
1: Yeah, it, it felt like a funeral out there. If you took a look, like people oh,
0: absolutely. Happy.
1: I've been we've been in city field with, you know, the trumpets are playing and the fans are getting rowdy like all oh, the Mets are about to win. But no, it looked like it looked like a morgue out there. It didn't look it didn't look happy at all. The, the Padres fans like, oh, this is our victory song. You know, they are having a good time. And that's just disappointing. I mean, uh, I think Trent Grisham is now for a new boogeyman, though. This yeah. guy, this guy
0: sucks. He had a horrible regular season, but man, did he kill the Mets in this series. Absolutely murders the Mets. Multiple home runs just coming up
1: clutch. I, I think he'd be, if he had to pick an MVP, he'd certainly be, he'd be one of the top picks. I, it'd,
0: it'd be him. You look at guys like Austin Nola, who had a, a great series as well. Machado was great. Soto was good. Grisham made not only good, you know, had some good hits. He made some great defensive plays, too, so keep that in mind.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely on both sides of the ball. Trent Grisham really showed up, and this guy, ah, uh, God, he really didn't show up. He showed up when it matters. I mean, he 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 took the last seven months off or so, but hey, he's showing up about he's showing up in October. So what the hell am I to say anything?
0: Yeah, I mean, and and you know, not only is this a really bad way for the Mets to end the season, but let me bring up something for you, Johnson, for this upcoming offseason. and it's not. Good for the Mets. Here are some of the notable free agents they have at this coming offseason. Some of their key bullpen arms in Trevor May, Adam Otovino, Seth Lugo, and of course Edwin Diaz. All of them are free agents. Then you bring up two of the you know, two of the starting pitchers in Taiwan Walker and Chris Bassett. They have Brandon Nimmo, also a free agent, and then the big key domino, and this is the biggest one. Jacob DeGrom is, most, is going to be a free agent. The Mets could have just seen their window end right there and then. With all this amount of free agents, they're going to have to try to sign some of these people back, especially guys like DeGrom and Diaz. You need to make sure that they're back in a Mets uniform next season. And if they're not, oh man, the Mets could have a very big collapse for next season. Well, Certainly some big key pieces to this team.
1: Well, the good news is this is not a will-pond running the team. Uncle Steve is going to open up the checkbook for anyone. Steve Cohen, not afraid to spend money. This is how most baseball fans would dream of having an owner like Steve Cohen, a guy who made his money elsewhere. This is not his main business. Yes, he did have some shady financial dealings. We're not going to go into that right now. But nevertheless, he does have the cash to run a team, and he's running it like a toy. He doesn't care about having a $282 million payroll. Hell, if he pays all these people, he might have a $320 million payroll. He does not care about the luxury tax. He wants to win and build a contender. Now, I'm going to play devil's advocate. What if the Mets sign all these guys back and they go and they take Aaron Judge from from the Yankees? Probably a 1% chance of that happening. That scenario. Hmm. With the Wilpons, there would be a 0% chance. That would absolutely never happen whatsoever. The Wilpons would gut the entire team. Yeah. So I think Mets fans have some optimism, but if you even take a step backwards next year and you win 85, 86 games, I think it's fair to say that the Mets overachieved in the win column this year, but underachieved in the postseason.
0: All I will say is is that if DeGrom were to leave to, let's say, a division rival like the Atlanta Braves, oh man, Mets fans will be, this will be a a very, very long offseason for New York if they are not able to bring back some of these key components To what was a hundred one win season? Yeah, no, it'd be it would
1: be an absolute killer for morale. But hey, you play all hundred and sixty two games for a reason. There's a reason why you sit and play every single game. Who hey, who we to know? Maybe Nim. I'm not saying Nimmo is bad. Nimmo is a very good center field. But maybe he leaves and you bring up a prospect instead, and he replaces him. He's better. Maybe it's addition by subtraction. You play these games for a reason. There's an offseason for a reason. You have spring training to experiment and let these guys get their legs again. So it's going to be interesting offseason, say the
0: least. And at the end of the day, the Padres do win the series two games to one. They now go on to take on essentially their big brother, the Los Angeles Dodgers in the NLDS. Padres looking to finally, you know, have that David versus Goliath moment and knock off the Dodgers, try to move on to the NLCS. Padres you know, they made these moves to get Josh Hader and Juan Soto for a reason. And if they could beat the Dodgers, you'll definitely see why these moves were made.
1: Yeah, I think this is the uh, the Manny Machado revenge series. If you remember a couple of years ago, he said he was going to get a ring before the Dodgers, uh, getting clowned on by a fan a couple of years back. I think that kind of sticks with him a little bit. He kind of maybe thinks about that a little bit. This will be his series to break out in and finally maybe break that curse that the Dodgers have over the Padres.
0: Yeah, I mean, listen, if there's anyone that knows about being them, we saw guys like Juan Soto, you know, in previous years with the Nationals. We saw they are able to get to the Dodgers. They need to do it, you know, early in the series. Game one just started a few minutes ago, so we'll see how that goes on. But the Padres need to make sure that they get some strong pitching again, like they did against the Mets. And that their offensive bats, guys like maybe Trent Grisham again, maybe pop off.
1: Yeah, no, definitely gonna be something to say. And uh, I'm gonna take the Padres this series. I think they won five games. Really? I'm gonna take the Padres.
0: Wow, that's a that is actually a very very interesting take.
1: I think you know what I'm gonna rock, I'm, you know I
0: think so. Do you want to go into each series then? Do you want to talk about each one quick? Like who I do think you think is going to
1: win? Think, I, I think we can give our predictions. Okay. I think that's fair.
0: I can't wait. We're going to mush someone else now. <laughs> it's going to be part well, two. If
1: we, if we both go against teams, then we can't mush anyone.
0: Yeah, so. I guess. All right. Well, if you got the Padres, I got the Dodgers. I, I don't. I just the Dodgers. take it too much. Dodgers in
1: five and four and three. I will
0: take the Dodgers in four. Okay. So gentlemen. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. The Dodgers right. can. I think the Padres will take a game from them, but not. They're not going to win. They're not going to take two. All right. Uh, Let's go in the Mariners versus uh, Houston. I think. Well, uh, well, I mean, go on, go
1: on. I think Mariners had that heartbreak today. Yeah. I think Astros end up sweeping them.
0: Yeah, I mean, listen, the Mariners had a seven three lead. Uh, They had to have won this game to. If you can take one game in Houston and at least at at the very least have a tied series going in to Seattle, I would like the Mariners' chances there because of this loss. I still think Seattle could take one game from them, so I'm gonna say Houston in four. But man, this series definitely could have went to five if they've taken game one tonight.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I think that's why J Rod's J Rod, not J Ram. J Rod is a little bit sad tonight. Uh, but hey, he's got a whole bright future ahead of him, and uh, maybe one day Seattle will be in the World Series. I'll probably yeah. I'll probably be dead by the time that happens. But hey, it'd be kind of cool to see.
0: Hey, listen. They've got some. They certainly have got some things going their way right now. Some good, you know. They have some good pitching, a nice young core. Just gotta keep building it up from here on in.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And let's head over now to uh, to a couple other divisions. Uh, Nick, give me your uh, give me your take on the Yankees series.
0: I, I'm gonna say Yankees and I'm gonna go Yankees in five. I think Yankees we're gonna have. Five, okay. I so right now the Yankees are currently winning four to one. I I, I don't want to. So I'm not gonna say anything about the rest of this game. I don't want to mush anything. Okay. I think the reason I'm gonna say five is this Guardians pitching is just very very good. I think us going into Cleveland, if I'm not mistaken, I I want to say Bieber and McKenzie are probably gonna be the three to four starters. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe one of the pitches game two, especially if they lose this game one, but. I could very much well see this series being a series where the Yankees take the first two at home, then the Guardians take the next two, and then the Yankees end up winning game five. It's going to be tough. Remember, they did the same thing in 2017 where the Guardians were up two games to nothing. The Yankees rallied to win three in a row and won the series. Hopefully, history doesn't repeat itself if that's the case. yeah, I have the Yankees at five, though.
1: I think Yankees at five. I'm going to agree with you on that one. Cleveland has some excellent pitching. Shane Beaver, no, absolutely no slouch. He, you're going to see him pretty soon. Uh, he's definitely going to, I think, lead them to win. If you see Nestor Cortez outdo Shane though, that would be some sight to the see. The true
0: ace of New York, you mean to mention Nestor Cortez?
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's a true ace, but he's definitely better than Garrett Cole right hey, now. Listen,
0: he's had better stats than all the New York pitchers.
1: All right, uh, let's uh, slowly roll for a second here, buddy. Let's give you the roll, all right? But I will say, yeah, true, five. true. That that's fine. Uh, so we took the AL, we we start off the NL. Let's end with the NL now. Uh I hate both these teams, so
0: <laughs> This I is a want, lose I, lose.
1: I don't wanna talk about this. Uh Philadelphia the Phillies, I hate them and I hate Atlanta even more. So I just hope I hope uh, both teams are found to be cheating and somehow either of these teams advance in the next round. And the winner of Padres uh Dodgers just goes to the World Series automatically.
0: I mean uh, you I gotta Tip of the cap to Philly. I mean, they won again today. I mean, they're 3-0 this postseason so far. They held on to win 7-6. to Great game from Nick Castellanos. We know how much we... I love Nick Castellanos, one of my favorite players in the league. He has a monster game for the Phillies. They hang on to win 7-6. Almost blew it in the ninth inning. I still like the Braves at the end of the day to win the series. I'm going to say the Braves win the next three. I'm going to pick Atlanta in at four. Oh,
1: boy. Oh, God. Who, uh, who do I hate more? Um Probably Atlanta. Probably Atlanta by a large...
0: So, uh, you go going to Philadelphia.
1: Oh, God. Is, <laughs> give Listen, me you're just picking you, a
0: team to potentially lose to the Podgers or the Dodgers in your, yeah, in your it, case.
1: Give me, give me Philadelphia in five. Okay. They, they pretty much used up their entire bullpen this game, so I'm assuming next game is a wash for them. They're probably going to end up losing. But I think at the end of the day, I, I think their top two pitchers are going to help do Atlanta. So, uh, so I'm going to take those two top two pitchers. Zach Wheeler's gonna throw a gem. Aaron Nolan's gonna throw a gem. Uh, and I don't think it's gonna be close those two games.
0: That's just a scoring update. The Dodgers have a 2 0 lead on the Padres in the bottom of the first thing. So not a good start for San Diego. Mike Clevenger got the ball against Julio Urias. So not a good start for the Padres. Still a lot of game left to go. But let's see which one of us is going to mush the other, you know, one of these teams in this MLB postseason. Not a good wild card round for all of us, but hey, maybe the divisional gets better. I mean, you we'll have to see what happens. But that is going to do it for the MLB discussion here on the All Gas No Break Sports Show. I mean, we're going to have to see how these divisional rounds play out. Certainly a wild start so far. Great wild card series we had. Let's see if the divisional round lives up to that momentum and continues to have a great MLB postseason. Once again, I am Nick Bavona. joined alongside Andrew Johnson. We thank you for tuning on in to the All Gas No Break Sports Show. Have a great rest of your evening.